Here's five things you're going to want to watch out for if you're looking online to try to drop a lot of weight. I'm Connor with Honor. A lot of the things online are going to entice you into doing something that they're going to say is very easy. It's probably not going to have very many issues with it, and you'll be able to drop a lot of weight quickly. One of the things they talk about online is you can lose so many pounds in so many days. And the question you should be asking is pounds of what? Because if you've ever dieted before, you know at the very beginning, when you first start, when you first start either fasting or restricting calories, you'll see that your body gets rid of a lot of weight rather quickly, a lot meaning, you know, several pounds. Usually that pounds equates to water, that poundage. Usually those pounds aren't going to be anything other than water pound of fat is 3,500 calories. To have a 3,500 calorie deficit, I guess the best way is not eating at all. That would give you the most optimum results. When they say metabolism slows down, that's actually not the case. Metabolism does actually increase, and it increases because it wants to get you out there to hunt and to eat and to quit starving yourself if you happen to be fasting. Uh, the body does look at fasting as starvation. That's just the way it is. And when it looks at it as starvation, from the research that I've conducted and even the results I've seen on myself, the body does a lot of different things to be able to make those adjustments. First off, it does switch fuel mechanisms when you stop eating, and it goes from burning incoming food to the stored surplus of food you have on your frame. That's in the form of fat. So what it does is it starts to go after just the fat. It uses that to fuel your body, and it fuels everything. When you're not eating, there's also another system in your body called gluconeogenesis, which basically is your body making the sugar that it needs, the glucose that it needs to function and use the brain and the other systems. So the body has it all built in. Once you start this fasting, you're going to see a dramatic loss of poundage in the first day or two if you're going to do a three or a four day fast. And of course, always before you start to fast, make sure you talk to your medical professional or doctor, whomever, to get some advice to make sure that you're not doing something that's going to cause issues. And that's really for everyone, but people that take medications, people that are sick, people that have health issues. Those are the ones that really need to discuss it with the doctor because once you start to stop eating, then the medicines you take actually become what my research has shown me as being a little bit stronger because there's no interruption. It doesn't have anything else to get through. So when you take these pills, empty stomach, and you've seen this, so if you're fasting, you do have an empty stomach. Some of the pills recommend not to take them on an empty stomach for whatever reasons, that medical problems that they could create. Maybe they create biological problems in you and your body. That's why it's very important to talk to a doctor. Also, maybe there's something, maybe you're missing an organ. Maybe you don't have a spleen anymore. Maybe your appendix has been removed. These are other things I've read online where fasting could maybe cause some issues if you're insulin dependent diabetic. Now, I was at that point and the fasting cured me altogether. But maybe you're not all the way there. Maybe you're uh, not type 2 yet. Maybe you're on your way to become diabetic. These are good questions to ask your doctor and to see if a break from food might be up your alley or something that's going to assist you medically. A break from food. 
if you look online, you're watching all these different channels, you can very well see that it seems like all we're doing as people, as a society, as a world, is eating. Everything is focused on the food. Everything is focused on the gathering. And then also, you can also see online, everything is focused around drinking alcohol as well. That's become a very acceptable thing. Although it looks like numbers are dwindling in that regard, people aren't drinking as much alcohol now because they're getting smarter and they're seeing that potentially there's been some mistruths out there regarding how beneficial alcohol is. The more that I read, the more I find out that other people are coming out saying all these benefits they said there were with regard to drinking one glass of wine or whatever it is, they're untrue. There is no benefit from drinking alcohol. I believe that has been established and proven finally, but we still have that historical record of the advertising and the marketing and, you know, drinking alcohol is tough and boss and cool in the way it'd be. And I hate to sound like we're in grade school and the teachers are telling us not to do drugs because, oh, if they're going to dare you to jump off a bridge, are you going to? You know, alcohol is great. And if you're going to stop alcohol or even start, make sure you consider where it could go. There's a, a very common analogy that came out in a book that I read. I believe Alan Carr, he talks about this pitcher plant idea where the pitcher plant, the way that it's shaped, it allows for the trapping of insects in the bottom of it within this, this acidic concoction that basically devours the bugs and provides the plant nutrients. But in order to get that bug in the pitcher plant, it stops off at the very top of the leaf. And there's this very sweet, wonderful nectar there, very tasty. So the bug lands on the edge of the plant, starts to enjoy this nectar. And before it's too late, you see this bug has slipped all the way down into the bottom, watching his friends also get digested alive by the plant. That slippery slope happens to occur in alcoholic abuse syndrome, wherever somebody, or alcohol use disorder is the other word for it, also being an alcoholic, also being somebody that might have a little bit of a nature to be addictive to different things, that's up my alley, so I stay away. So stopping was the best place for me, and I wasn't one of those cats that had to hit bottom. I didn't have all the, the DUI arrest, I didn't have, you know, losing my business and job and life. But some people are on <laughs> that particular path. If that's you, you really owe it to yourself to sit down and reevaluate all of it. And I'm not going to tell you, oh my gosh, you need to stop because you say, really? I really need to stop? You already know you need to stop. How you're going to do that, there's a lot of different things out there. What really helped me is I realized that I was being lied to and it irritated me. If that's you then maybe this is enough. The people out there that are looking to help themselves, get health improvements, get in their best shape of their life, maybe quit some form of an addiction, they're going to start reading things online. My best suggestion to you, and what I started to do, I read everything I could get my hands on. When I saw that fasting was my key to dropping off those 135 pounds of fat, I realized that I needed to get my hands on and read everything I can about fasting. Now my new thing is getting into dry fasting. I'm looking into that. I've been experimenting with that. And again, these things are, you need to speak with your medical professional before you do those sorts of things. 
but I've started to look at dry fasting. I believe it's going to be incredibly helpful. That's just something else. I have loose skin that I need to contend with from this 135 pounds I lost. So I do want to try to uh, mitigate that, make that tighten up as much as possible because I do not want to do any surgery. I don't believe I'm that, that far, but again, I'm going to utilize dry fasting for that and for some other reasons. I do that research. I look into it. Then another thing that we're talking about recently that I've been putting out there is talking about mastication or chewing your food. I've most fat people, people that are overweight, don't chew as much as they should. In fact, there's a lot of people out there when they're eating food, you can watch them, they're not chewing as much as they should. You should chew your food, from what I've read about mastication, chewing food, kind of like a lot of the animals do. You should chew it until it's pulverized into a consistency of mashed potatoes. That is going to do several things. It's going to make the jaw stronger. It's going to improve your facial structure, your muscles. It's going to keep that more youthful appearance when you do exercise your jaw. It's also not easy to chew 50, 60, or 70 times per bite of food before swallowing. It takes practice. But when you do, you have just saturated and broken down the food as far as possible in your mouth. So once you swallow it, the digestive process can really take hold and extract all of the nutrients more completely from the food versus if you're just taking gulps and maybe chewing a little bit and then swallowing like is reminiscent of eating pizza or eating french fries and good luck trying to chew ice cream 60 times. I would say this, if you can't chew your food, whatever it is you're eating that many times without it just totally obliterating only after a few bites or a few chews, a few mastication movements, then probably shouldn't be eating it. But look at what you're eating. The, the more effort you expend in chewing your food, you're going to give your brain time to say, you know what, Connor, you've now had enough. You're now satisfied. And I have noticed that if I'm chewing each bite of even pizza 50 or 60 times after maybe two or three pieces, I'm done versus I used to eat a whole pizza even more when I was super fat and not paying attention to how much I was chewing. Now, this is a movement for you that could actually be the game changer in your weight loss efforts is mastication, actually chewing food. Fasting is free. That's why it seems like everybody seems to be attacking it. Um, the overall chewing, that's also free, and that's a change that you can implement. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your dentist. I'm sure that's probably going to be something that they're going to send out there and say, you know what, it's going to be an issue if, in fact, you start to chew this food excessively. Maybe it's going to wear down your teeth or mess up your jawline. Whatever those excuses are, just make sure they put in writing so you can verify that what they told you is true. I would do a follow-up email to my dentist if they said it's going to start to ruin your teeth or cause issues with your jaw. I would also, if your doctor says <clears throat> don't fast because it decreases metabolism and it's going to cause um, your kidneys to shut down and this and that, have them put it in writing, provide you the study so you can at least be educated on it and understand what they're trying to tell you before embarking into any kind of a journey. I started to read everything I could. I'm not a medical professional. I am not a doctor, but I did see what worked and I saw how my health markers totally changed. So the fasting was a really good fit for me. Now the excessive food chewing, well, 
maybe more normalized food chewing versus the how I was eating and pretty much swallowing with very little chewing, I believe that's also a massive game changer. I do notice that you just tend to eat less. It's difficult to sit at a meal and devour food when you're chewing each bite, putting the fork down or spoon down or whatever implement you're using to eat, putting that down in between bites and sitting there and actually just enjoying the act of chewing until the food is completely pulverized about the consistency of mashed potatoes. You swallow and then you move on to the next bite. You'll see that you get full faster. You'll see that your digestion improves. You have much less, if you do have any kind of um, indigestion, you'll also notice that's going to be a lot less. And then as you move through, you'll notice that your stool, your bowel movements are a lot easier. And in fact, they'll start to time themselves usually in the morning. I'm Connor with Honor. Just a few tips, a lot of tips. I hope you're well. We'll talk to you soon. Let me know if I can help. Be well.